the nerds take over. Us? Huh? This time on Nerdables, the Justice League gets its trailer. Uh, Rebels season finale for season, what, four? Three? Three. And Ethan gets to talk about Power Rangers movie. Joining me this week are Chris, Mikey, and Ethan. And the doll. And Amelia is trying to get up to the mic. Hi. So uh, we just watched the new Justice League trailer. I guess the official Justice League trailer. Because there was a teaser. Where you know, gotta tease everything. Um, gotta tease the tease of teasingness. Chris, you said there were at least twelve things you could point out that was wrong with the. <laughs> no, I didn't say it was wrong. It's just things that are not going to be great for the film. Uh, one being, there's the shot of Barry in the prison visitation thing with his dad. So that's going to be twenty minutes of the film. Yeah. Is explaining that. Um, Jason Momoa's Aquaman is pretty much just a wrestler, I guess. It seems like it. Sort of fly. Uh, He's a flying fish. Cyborg looked terrible. Cyborg didn't look like he was finished being rendered. So that's, that's, at least at this point, well, they can always fix it, I guess, because he's never on the screen. It just looked horrible, though. No, look, the the rendering, yeah, between that and the background plate just didn't look... I thought I thought more than anything, it just seemed uninspired. Like the yeah. villains don't look good. The parademons just they look like Transformers. Yeah. Um, there's obviously no ca- color palette in it. It's a Zack Snyder film. And you have parademons that have always been like gold and green right. for kind of a nice, cool design, right. and now they're all black. Yeah. And gray and gray and black, and all the characters well, are gray and gray and, and black and black. Batman versus Superman, they were kind. I guess they were a muted blackish gold kind of. But still, I mean, it's hard to tell because they had everything yeah. kind of an off red. Too. Um, I think the only uh, probably, I don't know, the stuff that we've already seen, you know, Bat- Batman deciding to out himself to everybody. Yeah. Here, Barry, catch a batarang. You're the Batman. Yep. There you go. Here, Aquaman and 75 other fishermen. I'm Batman. Um, but we got to see Batman be humorous in it. That was what everybody was talking about when they first saw the trailer the other they day. They were? Yeah. Okay. The um, fact that he makes the joke about my superpower is that I'm rich. Well, the, the, uh, the better joke is uh, uh, Alfred, you know, good to see you working with others. Oh, Just like a bat. I love it. Is that Commissioner Gordon? Gordon? Yeah. Um, that's right. Jeremy Irons is Alfred. Yes. Uh, and he turns and says temporarily. After he's, you know, Aquaman shows up, like you just by, yeah, just you're just like a bat. I love it. That was probably the only thing that I was kind of smiling, like, oh yeah, okay, that's kind of cool. Um, but well, yeah, just but they did make. I think they purposely tried to keep Aquaman from being the serious? the pussy looking character. You know, what I mean, it's. And I'm not even talking about the look, just the kind yeah. of the way that he fights and moves and jumps through the air and jumps off the Batmobile. And, yeah. I don't know. Again, the only thing in there that interested me at all is Gail Godot as 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 Wonder Woman. As Wonder Woman, yeah, that was kind of. Um, we almost get to the point where I wouldn't mind a Wonder Woman Batman film rather than a Justice League film. I was like, do I really need to watch the Flash and Cyborg and Aquaman and? But it's not even a full Justice Superman. League. Yeah, I mean, you, you once don't... you get Superman in it, that's it. I mean, there's six of them. Yeah, I mean, you're still missing a Green Lantern. 
Yeah, they're not going to touch that for a long time. <laughs> they want everybody to completely forget about that movie. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think they're doing that until Reboot Three. Um, Ethan, Mikey, anything about it? Did you like or dislike? I'd probably agree with Chris. I mean, the line where Momoa comes out, "Oh, you're dressed like a bat." I like it. Whatever. So <laughs> close as it came, it, close as it came to the uh, Brave and the Bold Aquaman. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's a good line. And yeah, that's pretty much it. All I want to see. They turn around and you see, you know, on top of the Batmobile, and he does that weird whoa. I mean, he'll be the more fun character out of that. Like I said, it's kind of like, let's take little pieces of Aquaman from the Batman Brave and the Bold cartoon and we'll throw it in there. But I'd love just straight on of him just whoa, like talking to whales and stuff. (laughs) Have the voice like this. Everything's serious except for Aquaman. Aquaman. I would love that so much. Batman, let's go. What? You can call silverfish? Fish is in the name, isn't it? (laughs) Never trust an amphibian. Land or water, make a choice. Oh, the greatest thing ever. (laughs) <laughs> that show yeah, that so was good. just play that instead of Justice League. It'd be so much better. The music maestro. The music maestro. Oh, we can talk about that too. Yeah, we didn't talk about. Yeah, we haven't talked about that. We can. Yeah, well, we haven't recorded since then. It was last Tuesday. Oh, that was last Tuesday. Yeah, God, that feels like so long ago. Um, Ethan, anything about it that makes you want to see the movie? Mm, nothing that stands out. No, I mean. Cool looking trailer, but then also Batman vs Superman had a cool looking trailer. Oh, anyone can make a trailer. A trailer. No. Just, knowing knowing what the other trailers looked like versus the final product, because mm-hmm. like Batman vs Superman could have had a good trailer. It was one of them that I was like, eh. The second Suicide Squad trailer, I think I was like, I could be okay, and never saw either of those. Maybe. Knowing where you're, knowing where you're going, getting a good trailer now, which looks like the other trailers, mm-hmm. doesn't help you at all. Maybe the purpose of making the trailer look like shit to make it better. You have a lower well, expectation. I think if you take it in a vacuum, it's not that bad a trailer. But when you put it next to what you know that final product is going to be. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's it's the Sucker Punch trailer. Because it's a music video. There's there's a reason yeah. why Zack Snyder oh, started yeah. in music videos. Yeah. So well, they, when you do something like Sucker Punch, you have that, that trailer that looks like a music video. is because the whole movie is just a music video. It did remind me of Sucker Punch. Very overly CG'd, too. Well, anything that they're doing is overly CG. Yeah, I know. I know. But, I mean, you could have done some practical sets. I they mean, could have, but they're not going to. Yeah. That's that's They're never going to do that. It stands out so much in these films compared to the Marvel films, though. Yes. Because of the lack of color. But even, I think also the relationship the relationship that the characters have between, not only the relationship with, between each other, but the relationship with their environment that I think Marvel gets a lot better. So you're... you're you're in a fight in an airport. It's like, okay, this I get this. I've been in an airport for right. Civil War. So although that fight, you, you're kind of hoping it's like, well, could have been on a spaceship or whatever. But you get it at an airport, and they seem to move within the environment. You yes. have the chase, uh, Spider-Man and uh, going after Cap and the Winter Soldier in a terminal. Most of us have been in a terminal before. We've seen this. Right. We get this. Uh, out on a tarmac with Giant Man and everybody else. We're like, okay, I understand this too. A hangar. They seem to pick environments that people can put themselves in and then have these characters fantastically interact with each other, shooting each other, stabbing each other, sure. running and jumping and doing superpowers and stuff. Where most of this trailer is on like a weird spaceship. It's out in the middle of the snow. You're sort of like... I, I, very even, few of us have been on a glacier. So that doesn't make a lot Guardians, of sense. But even with Guardians, which was heavily CG'd and heavily... You know, but uh, it was also super colorful and super fun. Yes, if you, this this is neither. So, 
you you forgive it in Guardians because the fantastic part of Guardians, Doctor Strange to a certain degree as well. There's a right. lot of things you see in Doctor Strange that are when they do when Marvel does these types of fantastical environments where the characters have to interact with stuff that nobody on earth has ever had any uh relationship to it makes it bigger and bolder and more color and more bite and more right. just everything with it in it works whereas this it's like they're running down the the see this the scene in the trailer when wonder woman comes down and you know she's like shall we do this or whatever the hell she says with the two characters behind her it looks like the Kryptonian ships from the from Man of Steel, which right. I thought were a terrible design. Um, it also reminds you of the the when the um, Guardians of the Galaxy go up into um, Ronin's ship. You know when when they're battling right there, and Groot does the whole thing with the one arm where he swings everybody across back and forth. Um, right after he does the whole light thing with those, you know. Yeah, but again, it, it, but it, it looks fantastical like that, but. Should the they backgrounds have, look exactly? Should they the have same? made War World look better, different than Earth? Who knows to, if it's War World? I mean, it could just be a spaceship or sure. something, or just something where they're here. I don't know. It just knowing what we've gotten in final products before, there's nothing in there that really thinks this is going to be any different. Right. It hasn't changed my mind to see the movie or get excited about the movie. Nope. As you know? for me, as someone who hasn't seen any except Man of Steel. And we'll probably see Wonder Woman. Yeah. But there's nothing in me going, I can't wait for November to see this. So there's, there's two DC films this year. There were two last year, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Because one of them was really, really, really late. Yeah. So I guess they're going to try to do the Marvel thing and do two a year. That's why they... Suicide, Suicide Squad, Squad, Squad and Batman vs. Superman. I think a lot of people forgot Batman vs. Superman came out I in March. I, for some reason, I was forgetting the Suicide Squad. You saw Suicide yeah. Squad. <laughs> that's how that's how memorable that movie was. <laughs> um, erased it from my brain. So, is there was there was nothing redeemable about this movie to make you say, "All right, I didn't give the other ones a chance. I'll give this one." No, a it just looks like the same thing. Part of me was worried that watching that now taints my viewing of Wonder Woman, but hopefully it doesn't. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, but Wonder Woman to me looks like a Marvel movie. It looks fun. It looks colorful. It looks... doesn't look that colorful. Uh, That's the, we'll it's a lot long, of gray and brown. We'll see how long yeah. she's on Themyscira. Yeah. No, just a little bit. So that's that's where you're gonna get your green. Otherwise, you're in World War One. So yeah. Everything's gonna be the on war. a darker palette. So I don't, I don't know. I, I'm I'm hoping that the one war. will be good. Everybody hopes these films are good. Sure, there's nobody no, no, going, no. man. I hope uh, this Wonder Woman's good. I don't care about Justice. But no, but that, but in, in, if if you're a fan of this type of genre, you always hope these films are being, going to be good. Yeah. But there's nothing that's uh, you know, rebellions may be built on hope, but DC Comics movie universe is not. <laughs> uh, it, it's you you hope they're good. I hoped Batman versus Superman would have been good. Not a right. single person that I I personally know that saw it enjoyed it at all. I thought we knew a couple people that knew it, that liked it. I have no I no know. one. Um, well, speaking of rebellions, Rebels, Star Wars Rebels, had its season finale yesterday. It was a two parter. Um, what'd you guys think? I mean, Mike, you saw it, right? Ethan, oh, you uh, we know you don't care. You saw it actually. Um, I was lost. <laughs> <laughs> Who the hell are these people? <laughs> <laughs> this doesn't make any sense. What did you think of it? Rebels continues to have great season enders. Yeah. 
I mean, it's it had a very um, there's a lot of pieces in it. I mean, ob- obvious nods to Rogue One, but yes. also just the tone. Yes, the overall tone of it was. Well, very you can Rogue tell One. they're they're starting to get close as they're getting closer to Rogue One. They're taking more of that tone too. Well, it's it fits in with the story of them attempting to do the type of things that they did in Rogue One, as they said it was. Uh, it was too early to try open warfare against the Empire. Yes, in this episode because of what they're doing isn't working out. But that's a question we still see two years later within their timeline in Rogue One in right. the briefing of like how often, how much are we going to have to do, or going to do, or willing to do? Yeah, and you're reading the supplemental material for Rogue One, the different sides of it. You know, General Draven saying some point we're gonna have to blow something up this is stupid and yeah. just little skirmishes aren't gonna help um, well then yeah they have to win a major space battle too in yeah. order to mm-hmm. um now we should say that, that you know there's spoiler we're gonna give spoilers because there is all one, of them die there's one thing I, there, there's one thing i wanted to talk about was well first of all almost made it sound like kanan was it was setting kanan up to die in this one you somebody was gonna die i didn't really get that because he tells Ezra, I've taught you everything I know. Mm. And then Ezra says, except for being you know, a good person. But I didn't get that. But the whole, it just seemed like it was like Kanan's time is, is oh, near. I was wondering about Sabine bringing her back like into it. I was like, uh. Yeah, yeah the one thing, that if I have a qualm, okay, it's, the same, it's the same it's thing that I've had with Flash did this. All the way back, Warehouse 13 did this, where yeah. you move a character to a different position, whether it's dead or I'm going to another universe. Or not. Three episodes later. I mean, to have Jesse Quick, I'm going back to Earth 2. Oh, yeah. And I'll never come back. I don't know when I'm going to come back. Je- I, I, just, I don't know, Wally. I'm going to come back at some point. But not now. Two episodes later, hey, I'm back. I need you to help my dad, and I'm going to stay here. Like that, I'm done staying nothing. here, but now, three episodes yeah. later, I'm leaving again. The female character for, for Warehouse 13, the, yes. the episode where she dies, and she's back within 40 minutes of the season premiere. Yeah. So Sabine's thing for me, when Sabine left, I was like, this is going to be awesome when she comes back, because I know she's coming back, but that's going to be a great reveal, and it's going to be awesome. At least you know, wait she's my favorite. The- the the, she is gone for two complete episodes, uh-huh. and that's it. She's gone as soon as Ezra said no, but I can find help somewhere else. I'm like, son of a... <laughs> Already? Like, you couldn't even... She's my favorite character, and I love having her back. Yeah. But if you're going to let her go, you got to push her off to the side for a while. Well, she's one of those characters like if she that would have been the, If she would have returned at the middle of next season, then I would have been... We've gone through 11 episodes, 12 episodes without her. Yeah. That's great. We have less than 40 minutes uh, of but, fucking screen time. But the unfortunate thing with that is because she is a main character, the actress, as an act, you know, you've got to have her. She's one of the starring roles. You've got to have her in a majority of the episodes or so within so many episodes of the season. Why? Car contracts, things like that. Who cares? Because of her status, right? Because Disney can't pay out a contract. Well, no, but just because there's of no the way Lucasfilm of, has. An, the... Look, it does. You do what's right for the story. You're gonna do it. Sure. You gonna watch halfway through the first season of Game of Thrones when you can't kill Sean Bean because of contracts? Well, it depends on how the contract's set up. I mean, you know, she's yeah, that's great. You, I mean, fans also fans, norm normal fans. I mean, mainstream fans. That don't really get into the 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 of the of the uh, 
series or of the of the if they're watching it, then whether you're a big fan or not, the story is going to trump everything else. The way the story is laid sure. out and the way that you can manipulate an audience into feeling something is again her reti- her return means nothing. Right. No. I because get that. again, she'll be gone because she's like, okay, I'm going to go back and fight this battle now. And Ezra is saying, well, we promised to help you at some point because now Hera's like, well, we got to get everybody situated. We gotta, yeah. We got to figure out who's dead and who isn't. So you you. you <sighs> It's just it isn't it isn't a it, it you've lost all of the the um all of the credit you established with letting her go. Yes. It's just thrown out. It would be like Ahsoka coming back in the season premiere. Well, that's your argument with Coulson. Yeah. So, I mean most people aren't gonna think Well not like because, because she didn't die, it's not the yeah. same the same sort of thing. But yes, the 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 way that Coulson's brought back because they brought Coulson back simply because and I'll swear to it to the day I die. It's all just the Disney executives going, we are not starting a show without somebody from that universe. Right. You either get me the 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 How I Met Your Mother chick. Hill. Yeah, Maria Hill. Or you get me Coulson comes back. Or some someone's got to do this. Yeah. Because we're not going to green light. Were, yeah, we're not going to green light. A, yeah. with, with uh CBS. Whatever. But yeah. what I'm saying is if, if you're sitting there... And Marvel, the producers are going, we want to make a TV series. We're going to do Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Right. Every single person on it is going to be brand new. And most of them are boring as posts stuck in the ground. <laughs> go get go get, uh, go get, get Clark Gregg. Well, he's dead. Figure it out. She's not dead in, in case of Sabine. Right. But again, all of, the, all of the credit you establish with fans of being able to do what you want to do in the story and really pushing it. Walking Dead's the same thing. Walking Dead has to be able to kill anybody at any time. Yes. And again, contracts. Who knows how long the guy who plays uh, Andrew Lincoln. Uh, not Andrew, but and um, uh, uh, oh my goodness, Carl. No, Indian? no, 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 Darryl? no, no. Somebody who died. The the that Glenn. bash. Oh, Glenn. 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 You think he didn't have a contract for next season? Uh, probably not. He. Oh, I bet you he did. Because his agent's not going to... You don't know exactly what you're going to... They probably didn't even well, decide until they started this they season. set the contract up so nothing else would also get leaked. Exactly. Right. Oh, yeah. He's and on, again, he's on. you're paying money to have the fans have the experience of not knowing. Samuel Jackson in Civil War... Not Civil War, excuse me. Winter Soldier. We all knew that his character was going to make it. Right. He was still under contract for another 65 yeah. films. <laughs> the only thing that, that leads you to believe maybe they wouldn't is because you're dealing with Disney, Marvel Studios. They've got the money to pay out a contract. If they decide, hey, you know what? We're writing this story, and we realize Nick Fury has to die right here. He's got to die in this film. It's the yeah. only stakes we have. All right, well, you mother effers throw, no, owe me a $60 million. <laughs> Hold on. Let me take it out of my pocket. There you go. See you later. I mean, the, the, <laughs> contract, <laughs> said, <laughs> the contract status of the, the voice actress for <laughs> Sabrine Wren means nothing. Well, I think... but. There is, um, I, I'm not, there's no point getting into it. It's just, there's, it, I'm sure that they, it wasn't so much that her contract said, okay, you have to bring her back within something or, you know, with, within this season, but. No, I see d- what you're saying. You're saying that because she's a main character, they need to show her a few times or um, a certain amount of times within the season. 
But what I also hear from Chris is to make the impact better. On it's less than, no, no, it's I get, less than I an, totally get it. It's I a less than an hour. Advocate here. It's a less than an hour of pure screen time before sure. she returned. No, I I totally get that's, it. That's that's my and my only look. She's back. It was great. I love the ending. Now she's gone again. Now she's gone again and again. So when she comes back the second time, who cares? Right. You know, is she coming back in the second episode next season? The third? Yeah. You know, who knows? But. That was the only qualm I had with it would have been that. But it happened and it was like, okay, if you're going to find somebody, it would have, you know. And it's awesome. I almost, I, honestly, I thought when he when he first said, we'll find help somewhere else, I thought it was either going to be Lando or Hondo. See, that's, I thought it would be cool if it was Hondo. That's I thought it was going to be Hondo with a smuggler's fleet. Yeah. That would uh-huh. basically say, we're going to do this. You, you owe me. Because he, he does negotiate with Sabine. You come help us, yes. and the rebellion will come and help you on your planet at some point. The rebel, yeah. uh, he's he's basically trading. That would have been the same thing for Hondo. Hondo's like, I'll come help you, but you owe me something. You owe well, me see, a ship. You owe me money. You owe me munitions. You owe me whatever. Same thing with Lando. The only reason I wouldn't have used Lando is because you don't want him to get too wrapped up in the rebellion before right. you know, he goes to whatever. But I, at first when I thought it, I was like, I thought it'd be Hondo because we've only seen Hondo once this season. But see, here's like, and, and here's one reason why they would go with Sabine, which... Oh, I know works, why they went with Sabine. Well, which also works for Hondo, is that you don't have to introduce a new character or another character, you know, if they would go off to get somebody else. Oh, yeah. Him. No, if he gets, yeah. if he's, unless it's a character that's already established yeah. in the universe and there isn't anyone I could think of at that time, that would have been, that would have worked. Yes. Yes. You, you've. It's got to be someone you know. You can't make that a new character. See, it can't be just thing. like, oh, Ezra met, you know. Balak Sabugi, yeah, two years ago, and we just didn't show it. Now he's got friends. See, here's or, or what that they could have done: is they could have had Hondo come in with a smuggler's fleet, and you see the Falcon in it, and don't show Han or anybody. You just show the Falcon go through in one shot and, yeah. and shoot a couple of Tie Fighters. Yeah, it's not worth it either. It'd be it'd be a but great no, but that's, little. But that's the only thing they would have talked about in the episode. That's the problem. Yes, that's true. If I if I'm if if that's on the script and I'm Dave Filoni and I'm Simon Kingberg and the other executive producers, I put a line right through that because that's all anyone will, would talk you're, about. You're right. About if you that. pick something for a movie that you put back into it, that episode becomes about that movie character. The Leia yes. episode, the Lando episodes, they all become. Oh my God, we saw Lando Calrissian. Oh my God, we saw Leia Organa. Um, well, you know, like a, a, a much it, of a character. Yeah. What's that? We we already saw we we saw a movie character introduced. In no, the I'm talking about a main character. Some, yeah. Something that every fan knows. You can walk up to a hundred Star Wars fans, Star Wars fans, quote unquote. Right. Jan Dadonna. I have no idea who you're talking about. Yeah. The Millennium Falcon. Oh yeah, I know what that is. That's what I'm talking about. The the fan that has only seen seven films and never seen anything else, right. eight films and never seen anything else, knows what the Millennium Falcon is. Those fans don't know who Jan Donna is. They, they never the Death Troopers. They never. They never. They never uh, say his name. Yes, he's never given a name in in uh, in A New Hope. No, he hasn't. Yeah. No. So I mean, you have more cash by putting Wedge Antilles. That's my other problem. Wedge Antilles in an A wing outfield is blasphemy to me. Yeah. I was like, no, don't let that be Wedge, and he starts talking like, no. A-wing pilot's outfit. Damn you. No. They should at least put him in a Y-wing. No. Neither. Don't give him the helmet. I was like, no. No, no, no. Because they already showed in the Y-wings. I know. They use the same They use the same thing. They, they use the same suit. As the yeah, as a X-wing suit. Yeah. Because yeah. that's all the money they had for A New Hope. <laughs> no, no, no. It was no. funny. I mean, he's talking about. The... I mean, in, in Rebels. Yeah, they already no, showed that. Because they had established 
in A New Hope that yes. they're all wearing the same uniform because, like, we don't have money to make different uniforms. Yes. We're just making... Except- that's, that's why there's so little design in the first one. And then in the second one, they're like, oh, look, we can make snow troopers. Yes. And they're like, oh, we can make scout troopers. See, apparently Phoenix Squad. And then they had so much money... In Force Awakens, they're like, we can make a flame trooper that shows up for four seconds. We can make a snow trooper. That doesn't that show the up. biggest scene. No, he shows up, but only in the parade, basically. The the not the parade. The the when Hux is giving the speech, yes. you can quote unquote see them. But yes, he has no screen time. Yeah. Um, uh, the the most that I'd ever had the screen time was the speeder chase to head towards the right. thing where that got. But cut. don't you see him in the in the uh, command? Uh, Command center Maybe. at one point. Yeah, but even even in the the in, flame troopers are quite, the flame trooper, but at least the flame trooper does something. Yeah, the, um, the heavy you know, and then you got trooper. one with yeah, you got the heavy duty trooper, you got one with riot gear. They're like, we're going to use all the designs we can, and we're going to put it all in one. There's two designs for the tie pilot. It's just a stripe, but they're right. still two different. Um, but yes, I I saw that and I was like, oh, man. But see, apparently it's it's only Phoenix Squadron or Phoenix Squadron. That's how their uniforms are. Because with the A-wing pilots and you know, because well, they only have A-wings. Well, the Y no, they have y, some Y-wings. No, the Y-wings were not. The Y-wings were at the Masasi Squadron. That's the point they mention in it when they with say Sato. when they say they say no. Sato is in, with Phoenix Squadron, but he has the Donna's where they in, haven't used a Y-wing in, in the months. carrier. Where he? I, I don't think they've used a Y-wing since they picked them up. They had some in the. It's in yeah, because he does say some of. Because uh, Harris says that Donna got some of the Y-wings yes. they took. So. There's a few there, but yes, the A-wings seem to be exclusively to, theirs. So next season or the season after, to get to, they have to figure out where all these A-wings go because she's headed back to Yavin. Yeah, we now know how these groups meld into each other and become the Masasi Squadron. Uh huh. Um, although the way that that Rogue One, that the supplemental material for Rogue One describes it is the group that ends up attacking the Death Star, the Red and Yellow Squadrons, come from somewhere else. Because the Blue Squadron is the one that's on... The Blue Squadron is with the fleet. No, the Blue Squadron is the Yavin fleet. Because the um, the the Blue Leader is on Yavin. But so is Gold Leader. Gold Leader is a part of the fleet that shows up. The Gold and the, gold and the Red are fleet squadrons. The Blue is the Masasi Squadron. Okay. Is the Yavin 4 Squadron. Because the fleet goes away too with, over yeah. the battle of the Yavin with the Death Star. Yeah. The fleet's gone. Well, yeah, the fleet, because most of the fleet gets destroyed. All of Blue Squadron is destroyed in the Battle of Scarif because yes. they all get stuck on the planet. Those that make it through the shield get stuck on the planet because they go through before the rest of the the, the rest of right. the rebels show up. Blue Squadron goes through. Yeah, Red Blue and Squadron yellow, gets there. Red and gold Radis leaves. Radis leaves straight from orbit with Blue Squadron who takes off because you see the pilot out there when the the page is running after Mon Mothma and General Draven right saying that Radis has already left so Blue Squadron flies off in the the visual guide it basically tells you that Blue Squadron was the home squadron for Yavin 4 they were the defense squadron which gets completely annihilated so gets, they have so to then, fill yeah, that so, so then what happens is after the idea would be when Rogue One happens all of the squad the, the blue and or I'm sorry red and gold squadrons are then sent to Yavin 4 what's left of them yeah yeah because they need to attack the Death Star, and the Death Star is going to end up close to Yavin. Well, 4. but they also need to—they need to uh, fill the position of, of Blue Squadron because Blue Squadron. Yeah, well, gone. they're just pieces; they don't have anything. Right, but between the two of them, they can film one. And since and it, it'll be—it'll be interesting to see where they put Hera's group. Yeah. Because she's technically a part of Phoenix Squadron as a part of of this group with Saito. Dying, yes, they'll probably get you know, they'll be absorbed into general into Donna's group, I think. I think so. 
and Which kind of put together. Which explains why they're on Yavin. Yeah. Um, except none of the rest of Phoenix Squadron seems to be on Yavin because there's no A-Wings there. See, I was hoping they would have destroyed all of the, E-wing, uh, the A-Wings here. Well, they can't because Wedge is in one of them. <laughs> I know. That was that was the problem. Is I, if they would have left, put Wedge in a Y-Wing, then it would have been fine because you destroy all the A-Wings, which puts it back to continuity where within the films... And you can have a wing. You know, there's still a wings in production somewhere, but you don't. You know, you don't see them after Yav or on Yavin because apparently there's only three U wings too because they all got destroyed. Yeah, <laughs> and they don't. They're never used again until aftermath. Until aftermath. <laughs> <laughs> Which you can tell aftermath was after. Yeah, you can tell you when he writes it. Like a, like I said, it's the same thing with. Um, the death the, troopers showing up in Rogue. In, in yeah, Rebels. I guess if you have a white uniform, you get death troopers. Uh, Admiral Thrawn has his own group of death troopers, which, he which never I, had. Well, that was cool though. I thought that was I, that was probably them, much like the production schedule of Agents of Shield that right. first season. They probably just said, "Let's put it all the way at the end." So yeah. whatever Cartoon Network slash uh, Disney XD, however they want to release them, yeah, and even. In case it leaks, you know, if the Sabine episodes leak, you won't see Death Troopers or anything right. before uh, um, December. So we'll know for absolute sure they're going to show up in Rogue One first, uh-huh. and then three months later they'll show up in there. I thought it was cool when when that the the shuttle ramp opens and he's got like, oh, cool. Yeah, that's how I did. And you kind of put it in your head like, I wonder if he had him first, <laughs> and then <laughs> Krennic picks them up later. Well, then you go, but you also go, well, where were they earlier on? He didn't have them you know, anywhere. Well, he's not, he isn't, uh, he, he's not. He's in the field of battle. Now. Yeah. This, well, the, that was, the reason that, that I took it here is he specifically comes for an offensive action. Yes. Against the rebels. He knows where, he knows no, that no, he's. That's how I took it. But... Yeah. He's making a plan. He knows that he's going to lead his troops everywhere else. It's, he's just, he's on a base or he's in a starter ship right. that runs into the rebels. And to the a reason Krennic always has them around him is to make him feel more powerful. Yeah, well, he's also moving to different places that he expects to have something bad happen. Right. He has his group when he goes to uh, the the Kyber Research Center, he knows he's going to have them massacre all the scientists. Yeah. So he needs his troopers there to do that. He's not going to he's not going to call the stormtroopers from the base to murder the scientists. He's right. got his no, guys no, no. that are yeah. that are loyal to only him. Yeah. They're bodyguards for him and Thrawn feels feels he doesn't need them. And then he does when he's going to do. He's going to lead into battle. Yeah. No, I liked him. Um, so what about the Bendu? Good end. Yeah, I mean, you don't want to. I don't know. There's no real reason to keep that character. Around. Well, it was also you use him as sort of. He's the um, the escape clause. Yeah. As you're headed towards this, it reminded me a lot of Kevin J. Anderson's books. Yeah. Where he just seemed to put them into into this corner. He put his, the good guys and the characters into this corner where he's like, okay, so I've got an entire Imperial fleet right off of Yavin. He's about to blow Luke's school into hell. Luke has no stars. They hold hands and pushed all the ships out of the system <laughs> to a certain But at least he sets it up as they're going that the Bendu is something so completely different. Right. It, he's a different type of character. He's a different type of force user. Yeah. And... To the 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 point that he has, and also doesn't seem to take sides because that lightning is going everywhere. No, no, that was a good thing. It was, when it, he it, destroys that ad, I'm like, oh, jeez. He destroys the ad, and then he destroys he some of the, he, yeah. yeah, a couple A wings, and like, you know, yeah, yeah, he's just like everyone needs to get off my planet. Yeah, yeah. 
It's just going to be me and the spiders from now on. Which I, I, I like that. And then obviously Thrawn kills him. I thought Cal was well, going to die. I don't. I don't think he kills him. He does. He does kill, kill him. him. No. no, he doesn't. Yes, he does. Well, no. he he shoots him, but he he does the force disappear. Considering that he could make himself into a storm, <laughs> yeah. I think he's he's got a power to shift in so many different ways. But you had trouble with the father, daughter, and son because it was dumb. But the Bendu works for you. Yes. Why? Because the father, daughter, son thing was just dumb. It was attempting to explain the force in a way that just didn't make any sense. Sure. And it just, it felt almost, I don't know. I just, I just never liked it. I just See, never liked those episodes. I'm glad that the Bendu's gone because it doesn't fit into a, you could never bring the Bendu into the films. No. And that's why I think the Bendu works here. Yes. That battle in the films, forget it. Yep. That would never work. He's, he's. Yes, he's one of the problems that I've had in terms of having the super powerful Jedi, but he's not like Star Killer, which they made like here's a human that can just do everything. He can pull the Star Destroyer. Yeah, he space. can do all this other crap that just isn't. Yeah, as a different type of creature and always set up as as such, that you never knew what the limit of the Bendu's power is. Right, and his attachment to that planet could be something different. As much as he cares about that planet and the fact that he's in the middle and he is the one that survives and he is the one that says his connection to the Force is very different than what Kanan or Ezra's is. I was almost wondering at some point if I thought, especially at the end when he says Kanan Jared, the the Bendu after he's disappeared, I thought he Kanan was going to stay there with him. He hasn't disappeared yet. He was. And the Phoenix, they were leaving. Yes. And that's when he says Kane and Jarrus. But he had already disappeared. Didn't no, Thrawn had already... No. Already, uh, no, because that's like the last scene, isn't it? Yeah. Right. Well, okay. Because they, they, I think... Pissed off at Kanan. So. Yeah, they, they jumped before... See, I thought he, I thought he was going to... For somehow he's going to make Kanan This is your friend? There. I might have made him angry. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I, I... There was a lot of it I really liked. If they do a three and three quarter... Uh, Thrawn figure with articulation. I want him to have that helmet and the chest plate. Yeah, I love. I loved the 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 commander. Did he? Um, um, did I'm glad. I'm glad they kept Callus uh, alive. Yes. I like Callus as, as a character. I, I really no. I didn't think he was going to make it either. I, I thought. He, I thought he was going to sacrifice himself. Yes. Within it to do something, you know, kill Governor Price or blow up that Star Destroyer, or push the Star Destroyer into the into the other interdictor or something. Yes. Um, they sort of set. In my eyes, they set him up to seem like a double agent. Maybe I thought that too. The way he gives that look. Yeah, they gave out Yavin. The door hasn't closed yet, so we heard that. Yeah. So. And he's going there. She's she's headed straight there. No, I I thought that he could be a well. What would he be? A triple agent. Well, he would no. He's he'd be the super long con from Thrawn himself. Right. That all of this was planned. Thrawn has no problem sacrificing as many of his own troops because Gallus has given the rebels information that would cost Imperial lives. Yes, Thrawn would have no problem doing that if it means finding the rebels' base. It's his ba- it's his his contingency plan. Yeah. yeah. Um. No, I thought there were there were cool pieces like that. I yeah. still I don't I don't doubt that that might be something of next season. I would I would not be surprised either way if he yeah. just becomes a rebel hero. I'm fine with it if yeah. he becomes the plant, like the long con, yeah. uh, the super plant of Thrawn, then I'm fine with that too. Um, but the, there were other little pieces in it, like when Kane is trying to come back and, and Hera's talking to him, uh-huh. and he says that he survived, 
and uh, I think you know, I think Thrawn's actually trying to kill us this time. Yeah, that would that would only it's only funny because you're alive. When she calls him love, yeah, that, I thought love. I thought she yeah. said alive maybe, but no, she no, says she, she says love she because says love. in like in Rebel Dawn, yes, the relationship is semi romantic because yeah. Karis is not who he is now. He's just sort of like I'm on the land, and he finds Hera to be kind of kind of hot, and so they kind of have that well, he's also, relationship. I mean, he, in it, he he's more of a scoundrel than yeah. He no he he changes a lot between Rebel Dawn and the point yeah, at which no. you see the first first uh, episode. Because um, yeah, he's he he's doing what the Bendu did is I, he gives up everything. He's just trying to survive. Yeah. He hides his powers completely as he should because he's he it would be illegal to just show them. He doesn't yeah. have any friends or anything. Yeah. He just gets involved in this this action on this world on this mining world that Hera's at as well. Mm. And so they run in, they kind of basically, you know, have that kind of figure eight pattern where they'll cross paths and then they'll go do other things and they'll cross paths again until over the and end. over. Yeah. Until the end. And he's like, well, I've tried it every other way. Maybe this will work. And in a way, she and does you see kind it in, of change him. But you see it in here too. When, yeah. when she joins the Rebel Alliance, the bigger Rebel Alliance, Kanan's against it. Yeah. He's like, I didn't, I didn't join up to be a soldier. We, we this isn't what I wanted to do. We were supposed to be our own little cell. We, yeah. yeah. Um, but realizes... He, Sort of his journey as well of realizing he is a part of something bigger because of what he does with Ezra as well. Yeah. Well, so it's a husband wife relationship. I mean, it's a family and Ezra's yeah. son and Sabine's a daughter type deal. They all and they, but it was nice to kind of acknowledge that again to a certain degree because you can kind of feel it here and there within it that there's something between the two of them. It, they're keeping it professional or whatever, but they, yeah. the two of them do care for each other. Maybe more so than anybody else that's there. Yeah. In in a way, so. I thought because yeah, I, I rewound that like three times. I'm like I just want to make sure that's exactly what she said because it was one of my favorite elements early, yeah. and the way that they've kind of just sort of and that in this this they've been squirt, moment of past it. well no, but in in the moment of where it seems like everything's lost, yeah. you know, she kind of loses her her shield, her veneer that she has to you know I have to be the commander, I have to be the captain, I have to be the Rebel Alliance, and here it's just about get here if i'm gonna die at least get here yeah. with me we'll die together yeah i'm not leaving here without you yeah when whether i'm a charred corpse or we're getting on a plane or we're getting on a starship that's that's the way we're no gonna go. rebels it, it it does not it, it's been one of those shows that's consistently good even the droid episode wasn't bad no and I, that's what i was just gonna say is even the, the droid episodes for clone wars are terrible oh yeah well, especially so many of well, especially when they put C three PO with Jar Jar. No, especially when they had that little creature with a group of astromechs for like ten weeks. Well, I kind of like that. Oh, that was terrible. That took so long. That, they, that should have never been that okay, long. Okay, I, I agree with you on that. It should not have been a four part episode. That's that's the that's that whole sequence is my argument against your thing where you're like, I wish Rebels was a little bit longer and these one and dones. But no, I don't. Because I've seen them when oh, they do the that. arcs. Yeah. Yeah. That, the the mother, son, daughter, force, triumphant, avatar, halo thing. Yeah. Ugh. Three weeks of this. Nothing happens for three weeks. Oh, he's a bat. That's great. Cool. Well, until you get to the end of it and then you get that little taste of Anakin's future. Yeah. You get three episodes and you pull less than 30 seconds out of it that really means anything. And you also got Qui-Gon to come back for that. So. Yeah, I won't come back and do Revenge of the Sith. <laughs> I won't record a line for Revenge of the Sith. What? Oh, you want me in a cartoon? You got it. No problem. <laughs> um, no, 
What do you think Rebels for uh, season four? You think you think this is where we could get the um, Phoenix Squadron finding X Wings? Probably. Or do you think you wait till? Season I think five? it's it's what I told you. This whole thing is is. One of the reasons that I love Rebels so much is it's very much like what you would imagine the Rebel Alliance being. Yes. That some of them would be these long, big cons, and some of them are just, we got to find fuel tomorrow. Right. Or else we can't go anywhere. So the mission-specific single episodes, I happen to like, because I think that's very much like what the Rebel Alliance would be, especially a small group like this. I think the next season, because where they're going is, if they're going to Yavin, if they're going to the the Masasi group... I think you'll see more of Dodonna trying yeah. to put together a bigger group because he's in Rogue One. He's, right. he's at the briefing. Um, so it, it very much in, in what we see in A New Hope, this is his base. This is the main rebel base because Dodonna has the most forces that are there. Yeah, It's the base that you know all these different characters seem to be in. It's where they have the meeting and everything. So I think the next season is, is more of that, of seeing them consolidate their forces, try and make a bigger strike. And they're not giving up on Lethal. No, because that's Ezra's mission is to try and and liberate or at least harm the Empire on his own. And home as they said, it's the biggest tie manufacturing yeah f- facility. Yeah, you know, it's so funny though. And it's you... obvious they couldn't make any ties because there weren't any in Rogue One. <laughs> oh wait, that's the, the shield thing, the door, <laughs> like that shot of that long curved hanger and just <laughs> all these gnats coming out of it. Um, it's so funny here you talk about the things that you like about Rebels because uh, what you talk about what you like in Rebels are the same reasons why people loved Firefly. That you know, the- Like I said, if, if, if everyone would have shut up when it got canceled, you instead of cry- I probably would have given it a chance. Yeah. I have the DVDs at home. Yeah. I'm sure... I- I am. I'm never saying that Firefly isn't good. No, I know you just. I'm sure. It, it I'm sure that back. it was. It, it's got to have some sort of quality for this many people to love it to that degree. For I'm. I'm always giving that. Yeah. yeah, and some of this is now gotten to the point where it's just a, you know it's a tongue in cheek kind of act sure. in terms of it. But yeah, it's just I. I it's I Mikey couldn't with, stand with Facebook. He finally came over. <laughs> well, we know why. <laughs> yes. Yeah, and now he never <laughs> looks at it. <laughs> now he doesn't look at it at all. Um, so yeah, and I'm, I'm like I said, I'm sure it's good. I'm sure if if I were to watch it with virgin eyes, I would love it. Yeah, but now it's just as I'm watching it going, all I can hear is my head is they should have had an order. And they didn't give no, it the chance. I know why you why you yeah, dislike never, it and they why never you let Josh Whedon have a movie. What? Oh, they did. They got a movie and no one went to see it because they didn't release it. Oh, nationally released? Ah, just people were led to believe it was going to be a different movie. Well, speaking about a movie that got nationally released, and some people went and saw it, brings us to wow. Power Rangers. That was one segue. It was a good segue. I, I just said segue. I didn't say good. <laughs> Ethan! One segue. Tell us about Power Rangers. Is it Twilight? Uh, it was... Is it Twilight Rangers? It was a bunch of power and some rangers in it a bunch of power and some rangers it falls into the category of what everybody was saying if you go into this movie with low expectations it will come out and feeling that it wasn't a bad movie what i would which say, is a terrible thing to say i know what i'm going to say is that if you're a fan of the original series hoping that this is going to be some retelling of what the original series is you'll be disappointed But if you go in with an open mind on the fact that this is something that is a retelling of that story, 
then it's an it's a very enjoyable movie. <laughs> okay. I enjoyed the movie. I liked the Pink Power that's, Ranger. That's, she was pretty. She was a good actress. Um, no, go with the first thought. What you just said. She was pretty. She was pretty. She was pretty. Uh, I thought she was a good actress. <laughs> um, the Red Power Ranger was not that good. Um, did he? Did he murder someone with a sword? Or he? Well, the putties or whatever they're called. See, I kind of wish that he had had a samurai sword and he just sticks it in some dude <laughs> and it turns it at the screen and winks like, hey. Uh, you see the original pink and green rangers show up at the very end of it holding cell phones up and taking pictures. There, but there were there were some flaws with this movie. Um, Wait a minute. You're saying that Amy Jo Johnston needed a paycheck? I know. <laughs> She's the only one that doesn't need a paycheck. Yeah. She's the only one that's actually still working. Um. It just I don't know. For me as a non-Power Rangers fan, it it felt like it was better than the last Fantastic 4 movie, but it was definitely something trying to be a movie that, you know, desperately trying to be the movie that it's trying to follow. You know what I mean? Manos Hands of Fate is better than the last Fantastic 4 movie. So. <laughs> but I'm just, you know, Mitchell it, is better than the last Fantastic 4. Movie. <laughs> Transformers Four. Dragon Ball Z is. I don't know. I don't know if you go that far. I'm not sure if I'd go that far. Well, Dragon Ball Z, yes. Yeah. Any of the any of the animated Dragon Balls, yes. Dragon Ball Evolution, no. There is only one good part of Dragon Ball Evolution. So, Ethan, tell us about the movie. As a Power Rangers fan, what'd you think? Here's here's the professional review that Ethan's going to Professional review. I enjoyed it. I thought it it's. Something that brought me back as far as a nostalgia thing to see it again on the big screen was something uh, great for me. I enjoyed it. Um, Tell them what the, you had a problem with. The the few things I had a problem the with. The main thing you had a problem with. Was the... Uh, I know, no, I know what you had a problem with. When the Yellow Ranger becomes the Yellow Ranger with the suit, there isn't a big dong right there. As like an homage to the original series, right. where the girl all of a sudden turns into a dude. Well, the funny thing is, everybody kept talking about how, how that you could tell how she was. was you know, there was this big thing last week about how one of the Power Rangers is gay. And it's got to be the Blue Ranger. No, it was the, it. It's the female Yellow Ranger, uh, and it's just this very quick passing comment that is. Well, I that's mean, the Sulu thing from Beyond. There was more of the Sulu thing in Beyond yeah. than there was with this. But yeah. even the Sulu thing and beyond, you could you could argue that they're not a couple. Right. They're just friends, you know, whatever. So. And yet in this, you could argue that she's not necessarily a lesbian, but it was just that the What's they're, a lesbian? They're, they're, sit, they're sitting around the campfire talking, and they're like, "All right, we got to tell each other our secrets and everything." And she's like, "I've been to three schools in three years, and." And, you know, my parents don't understand me, and they always want me to talk and have friends, but they just don't understand what I'm going through. And the, the, what, Black Ranger goes, the Black Ranger goes, what, are you having guy troubles? And she doesn't say anything. Like problems with your boyfriend? Uh, Problems with your boyfriend? She doesn't say anything. So is this, is this the Ranger who wears the black suit, or the black guy who's the Ranger? No. (laughs) And then she goes, he goes, is there actually, wait, is there, is there a A black guy? Yeah. 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 He's a blue ranger. Blue ranger is is a black one. Who was who was it in the original? Black the black Ranger guy was the black one. So the black Ranger was a black character. Yeah, yes. okay. and that's the, racist. The Asian one was the Yellow Ranger. No, yeah, no, I remember that. <laughs> so yeah, but yeah. so so he ends up saying, "So what? Girlfriend troubles?" 
And she kind of looks and goes, my parents just don't, I, I even don't understand what I'm going through. And that was it. Yeah. I have Absolute to say, if, if you're going, <laughs> if you're trying to make a statement in terms of having a gay character, it's a cop out to have it be a female because it's so much more accepted exactly. than a male character. Exactly. Having the blue character, having the blue ranger be gay would have been very interesting since that actor was gay and he went through so much trouble for being gay. But you have not for being gay. He had so much trouble with other people for him being gay. Um, But when you're making the blue ranger a black guy now, it doesn't, it's well, no, then you make him Jewish too. You just click off three boxes in one shot. (laughs) This guy also had Asperger's. So, Oh, he's got four. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. He is, he is a PC warriors dream. Yeah. I, I think you make the Red Ranger. Is he a, is he a pacifist also? <laughs> throw that in there. No, you make the Red Ranger the one that's gay, and then that would really throw it for the loop. Because <laughs> the Red Ranger is supposed to be the one that's so. How many? How many cool times? On. How many times does Tommy show up? Like thirty. He doesn't. Uh, he... Really? Super. Yeah. I love Power shows Rangers. Up as a White Ranger. Does he? Does he no, hate he this shows movie? Shows up as a, the original actor who played him. Yeah. Is just like for a couple seconds at the end. Holding his cell phone. He's in the crowd when they're in the big Megazord okay. and they're all taking pictures. Because he's the one that's like super Power Ranger dude, right? Yeah. He's like a super fan. He was the one that hated that R-rated take. Yeah. Uh, well, he didn't hate it, but he didn't want to say anything about it because he's going to go against Saban. And he well, no, wasn't there? There was great. one of them who just thought that that was totally the wrong thing. He's like, you know, Power Ranger should never be R. It's probably none him, none but he makes hate... all his money from cons and stuff. Well, no, none of them hated it, but none of them wanted to say anything about it. I think because... there was one who was very... You know, not like, I hate this, this is stupid, but just saying going R-rated for Power Rangers is mm-hmm. the wrong move as this has always been a children's show. Yeah. We can't kowtow to the adults who loved it. You know, the adults now who loved it as a kid, mm-hmm. we're going to ruin everything because we still have a kid's show on, on TV or have, whatever. I don't remember who. I thought it was. It was yeah. a guy who played, it was Tommy, right? Yeah. He's the, he's the one. Because he was the White Ranger, Green a- Ranger... X Ranger, Red yeah, Ranger, Super Ranger. He was yeah. a bad guy, a good guy. He's, he's like in every incarnation. See, right? he, he had long hair, so everybody thought he was, you know, he was the bad boy. So yeah, that's why you loved him so much. <laughs> oh my God, he's got long hair, dude, just like me. <laughs> that's Woo! Ponytail. Yeah. Apparently, they're they're talking that they are looking for a female to play the part of the Green Ranger. For the next movie, yeah, maybe they should find so out Tommy, whether this movie's going to do okay. Tommy is going to because be it did already, lose the weekend. They're they're already slated for six movies. Yeah, oh, they so can slate it all they want. Too. They yeah, they, yeah. they slated that the they slated polar them. whatever whatever that Nicole Kidman movie was, Compass. Yeah, yeah, that had a three picture deal. Also, they got two, I think. No, it no, didn't. No, the there compa- was no, no the Golden the Golden Compass, Compass got one. There was another one that got two, and it was it was a six book movie. Yeah, there, there were supposed to be four of those stupid Divergent movies too. Yeah, mm-hmm. they got three of them, and she's like, "I got to go put sunshine on my JJ, and I'm not doing this anymore." And then they went, "We're going to make the next one a TV." A TV and she's movie. like, "I'm not doing a TV went, nope. movie." Um, what was I going to say? <laughs> um, the train has gone off the Rich's tracks. <laughs> I uh, totally lost it. Yes. Uh, oh no, the movie did forty million domestically this weekend. Which yeah, but it's still lost. Number two behind Beauty and the Beast, which mm-hmm. dropped eighty eight though. Eighty eight, but it, Beauty and the Beast did one seventy last. Eighty eight million dollars for your second week is awesome. Yeah, I'm sorry, uh, no, I agree. but that's that. You did forty million dollars. Yeah, you did forty million. You just got trounced by Beauty and the Beast. Chips did yeah, but you also what, think about seven million or what something. Kind of movie Beauty and the Beast is versus Power Rangers. Power Rangers, you get the the boy market. 
Because not mm-hmm. a lot of girls are going to want to see it. I'm, I don't and care. And not a lot of boys are going to want to see yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I mean, it's, as far it's as, 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 far as the kids go. Nostalgia people that are going to go see it. No, that's what I'm saying. As far as the kids go, you're not going to get a lot of the boys. Yeah, but Beauty and the Beast, be you get girls that want to go, and you have 35-year-old men who go by themselves to AMC <laughs> and Woodland Hills. And sit you. next to a row of kids. Not my fault. <laughs> Nobody else wants to go with me. But we all went and saw it. We just no, we didn't exactly. Didn't Nobody it. wanted to go with I me. Seen it, yeah. No. <laughs> um, Ethan, what you you said that this movie it it was budgeted at what a hundred and five or something? Five million is the budget for the film. Wow, really? Yeah. All right. Well, then forty million isn't that bad. Because well, yeah. think about what, it. what's going to see is, is next were... next weekend. If it's fifteen million dollars next weekend, they're not getting a second one. Yeah, well, Elizabeth I mean, Banks was the biggest star. I mean, Brian no, Cranston, Cran- but yeah. that's, Cranston. That's fifty each. So you got five, <laughs> you got five million to do the rest. For some reason, it's just all guys in suits. In and it looks exactly like the original, where the town is made of models, and it's just a dude in a Roby suit <laughs> and a guy in a Zord that doesn't move mechanically at all. So do they? Is is there the standard? We fight him with all five things. And nothing happens, and then we form the Megazord, and then we win. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But see, that, that was the other thing is they had never they had never formed the Megazord. Apparently, they didn't even the the, prior the power the... yeah the the prior Power Rangers had never made a Megazord. The only reason it did this was because it fell into the pit where there's a crystal on every sentient oh, planet or any planet that has sentient characters. So this crystal gives life to everything. So oh when boy. they fell in, when all the swords fell into it, they were able to mute, morph into that's stupid the Megazord. So David Wolf directed this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Crystals will recenter your chi. Oh, yeah. listen, Woo Boy. Look, hey, ask Ethan what his biggest complaint was. The suits. They called them suits instead no, they of they called them, them, they called them armor, armor instead of suits. Yeah. I think I mean, well, it's because it's it's it's, it's an art. Well, it's an armored look. Yeah, no, I it doesn't. It's not. It's not a spandex it. suit. But he wanted him, He also wanted them to be more I of a spandex have suit. Them instead of calling it armor, because Zordon even finds out you guys have to morph into your armor. It's like, but the armor's just, already inside of them. What if it what if they're power suits? <laughs> exactly. No, that's what. That's the problem I had. Then you can mix all these kids' stuff from the eighties and nineties together. And then the other problem I G.I. Joe is, shows up and starts killing them. <laughs> well, I mean, it feels like G.I. Joe, essentially. Because no. Of that. Yeah. Um, oh, you mean the power suits and G.I. Yeah, Joe? because of the power suits, yeah. Yeah. But um, the other problem is... Yeah, the original G.I. Joe cartoon is much more stupid. <laughs> <laughs> no, and then the spoiler on this one, but the, the other problem I have is the whole beginning of, you know, Zordon was the Red Ranger, and he's, you know, now... Now that he's lost that power and in the wall of the spaceship because he died. Well, that's because Alpha Five a... put him in the wall to keep his matrix or put it no, yeah. to keep him alive. No, it's because Alpha Five is shady hold as on, fuck. Hold on, let me say what I'm trying to explain. Hold on, we're trying to talk about how Alpha Five is shady. So now that he's in this wall, his whole motive is now instead of trying to train this team to learn how to morph and everything, he's more concerned about. Well, Rita's going to destroy it, so I need to find a way to get out of this so I can do it instead of trying to so support it, his team. It wasn't like if the Power Rangers, thing. if these new Power Rangers morph into their suits, it's going to open the morphing matrix and he can walk through the matrix. This reminds me. Where is Transformium? Is it in there? <laughs> is Morphim- Morphorium in there? Morphinforium? Reminds me of the second Dragon Ball Z movie where. Uh, yeah, a little bit. The doctor's in the. 
glacier and he's trying to transfer his uh, sentience into Goku's body. And but you that. also forget the fact, the fact that Rita was the green original Green Ranger. Yeah, well, she had the coin in her staff yeah. the entire time. Is that why she was green? Yeah, or have a green yeah. armor or whatever. Yeah, exactly. In the beginning, she's in. The I mean, that's armor it's, so. It's obviously. I mean, there's obviously tweaks from the original story, so that's not in the yeah. original thing. Is it in any version of it? Like, I'm wondering in the Japanese version if it's a little different. No, because even the Japanese version, the mentor figure was a mentor figure. It wasn't. Okay. He, he wasn't like I'm gonna try and. I was just wondering it. if they took it from someplace. Like but, in in terms of like Robotech, some of the things that were, they were kind of picked up on later, mm-hmm. were. In the original Macross, when Macross got uh, tra- translated into Robotech, they dropped some of them, but then they picked them up when they had to add series to it. Because, in, like in the original Robotech, or the original Macross, the Zentradi are aliens that were bred simply, they were warriors for another race. Mm-hmm. You never get that in Robotech here, the first one, the Macross saga. Yeah. When you get to the second one, that's what you learn, is that the Invid created the Zentradi as sort of their cannon fodder. And sent him forward. It was like well, something from the original they ended up using eventually, but they, right. it was never really mentioned in the first one as much. Uh, speaking of the Japanese version, uh, uh, what is it? Comic Con HQ is now airing the original, the the Japanese versions. Because mm-hmm. and I didn't realize this until the other day. Comic Con HQ, HQ was still around. Well, it, it's also owned by Lionsgate. Yeah, Lionsgate is a bunch of weird. Yeah, stuff. Lionsgate is the one that, that's funding it, mm-hmm. if you will. Um, yeah, they're going to have to because no one's buying it. <laughs> so, we uh, last week with Flash, we, we'll add this in there, uh, we had the crossover musical between him and Supergirl, mm-hmm. which actually ended up being more of a crossover between the four, uh, four shows because they grabbed anybody that could sing from those shows I can dance, I can and dance. brought them I in. sing! The, that's why you had Barman in there. That's why you had... Uh, uh, they had Merlin. Well, it's Music Meister. Yeah, Music Meister like, brought... That seems just mm. odd that Merlin would be uh, singing, but... What was even odder is that... Oh, no. What's not odd is that John Barrowman was in well, it. No. That's, that's the whole... Well, as soon as I saw him, I'm like, oh, yeah, we know why he's here. <laughs> well, but the funny thing was that we had Joe and Martin from uh, Legends of Tomorrow, Dr. Stein... They were a couple in this instead of having Barman, who really is married, you know, yeah. to another man, had instead of having him play the the same sex couple, they had it be again two on the nose. So. Uh, no, exactly. That's a, well Beth that's what Beth was like. She was like, Why didn't they do it since he I was like, it's right on the nose. I do this in real life. I don't want to do it right now. <laughs> I'm acting. I act to get away from my real So life. what did you think of the musical? Um, I liked it. It wasn't bad. It was good. It it fell short in some places. Some I mean, it fits. Were... It was funny because I had someone. Someone said, "Well, there's just this weird thing how they just break into song in weird places." And I was like, "Have you ever watched the musical?" <laughs> no, right. Um, <laughs> matter of fact, it was a couple spots. Watching I thought it, they should break into musical. Watching it, it, and not just because there's three alumni from it, but it was an episode of Glee. Oh, it was totally an episode of Glee. I mean, it was just completely... It was the same sort of thing where they just picked a weird song in the middle of yep. whatever. There's one an original song that's in it. Um, probably the best thing is because she sings Moon River. <laughs> and I had to... As soon as I saw it, I had to... I, said, I didn't think Supergirl was going to sing Moon River, but then... <laughs> 
bam, second encore. <laughs> That's all I can think of. As soon as she says, my Huckleberry friend, I lost it. <laughs> I pause it, and I'm grabbing my phone. I'm checking to make sure I have the quote right, because I always say pow, but it's actually bam. Yes. And I just, I just, I just put it in there. <laughs> it's just like, what a great song to choose. Uh, no, it was it was a lot of fun. I love the, the, the original song, My Superhero Friend. Yeah. Well, they're super friends. They're super friends. Yeah, yeah I thought that was thing. great. No, it was it was fun. It was it was kind of what it needed to be. It's, it's weird because it comes in the middle of two very serious storylines oh, totally. for those shows. Yes. So it just takes you. I gotta save it from Savitar. What? Oh, I'm singing now. <laughs> great. Uh, yeah, you get characters from everywhere. Um, but it almost wasn't more. Yeah, because way... you get Merlin from Arrow. I was like, wait, even though Merlin isn't Merlin in Legends now for now, this season. Yeah. yeah. Um. So I was, it felt like I was like, oh, Arrow got the short end of the stick. There's no, oh wait, no, Merlin's in it. Yeah, because uh, Legends of Tomorrow has a character in it, and the Supergirl show. Yeah, there's another one from Supergirl, or whatever. So yes, and like I said, anybody that can sing within these four shows was brought in. But didn't he feel more like Mixelplex than Music Man? Oh, that was what someone said. It's if if we find out that the Music Meister is from the fifth dimension, that's going to be Mixelplex from in Supergirl. Yeah. And well, no, that's the thing. It's saying that that. The Music Meister is from because the the Batmite and Mixoplex in the comics are both from the fifth dimension. Yes, okay. um, that's why they're all but omnipotent and they just kind of have they they play by total different rules. Mm-hmm. He's definitely not the Music Meister that we saw in the cartoon or anything. No, like that. He has no chip or something. He is just an absolute omnipotent being who can pretty much do anything. He's like Q, yeah, in in Star Trek Next Generation. Yeah. Yeah, he puts him in, puts him to sleep. The, I thought that they backed themselves into a corner and trying to get uh, where it was kind of that thing where uh, he he looks at at um, at Iris and uh, the what's his name from Supergirl and says only you guys can save them. You can get in, you know. Then you know, then they of course uh, we find out that that uh, Cisco Cisco can can now open portals within Dream World. Yeah, yeah. Cisco basically transfers them into the. Well, he's vibes. He yeah. he vibes them into the their dreams. They they put Cisco in a spot where he can do pretty much. It, it just now when you're going, oh, we can't get to Earth three. Yes, you can. Yeah, <laughs> he's done it like he's seventy thousand times. Boom tube. Yeah. yeah, he's totally a boom tube. Um, no, I thought it, I thought it was a fun it was episode. A fun, yeah, it was. A fun Unless it changed his name to Boom Tube. I, I like no, the boom f- tube. to boob tube. Boom tube. Yes, yeah. boob tube. It's boob boob tube. <laughs> I, I like the fact that that um, Barry was kind of, res- you know, resenting trying to. You know, he didn't really want to be a part of it. And then all, but from, you know, then all of a sudden he does. He's kind of like his foot starts tapping or something, and it's kind of like, you know, it's, he's being pulled into it whether he wants to or not. Mm-hmm. I don't, I, it was, it was a fun yeah. little episode, but you're right. It came within. It's know, a weird spot. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, it has huge repercussions for Flash because of the ending. Yes, uh, which is why it's the Flash episode. Uh, but yeah, it's just like in the middle of everything else going. What and, and you know, there's a bunch of stuff going on in Supergirl. Well, as Supergirl, well, so. yeah. I mean, it's yeah, they're at a really dark point, probably their darkest point within that series. So it's. I mean, it was interesting. It was good. It was. It was a really good, you know, crossover without actually having to be a crossover like they had earlier on. Well, I mean, to me, they, it almost felt like... It felt more like a natural crossover than... Well, what well, it feels, no, what it it, feels it like the is thing. the Marvel thing. It where it's... Thing. We can use characters yeah. from wherever 
and kind of fly them in. I mean, Legends of Tomorrow is doing this because it's not only Merlin, but Damian Dark's in, in right. know, this, this season as well, where they're just pulling characters from other shows and, and throwing them in there, here and there. They just brought back Captain Cold, yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, you have Flash and Arrow very quickly, you mm-hmm. know, to prove his whatever. It'll be interesting to see what they do next year once they get their production schedules all lined up. And then yeah, they because have it, five shows. It became the same as the last crossover, whereas the last couple minutes of Supergirl. Yeah. And then it was a Flash episode that had the whole... Well, the reason that that, the reason that, that does that... Was it just us when we were on that show? Maybe you weren't here. Is the, the, no, yeah. yeah, the Supergirl I, I production schedule is yeah. so completely right. off because they had to wait so long to find out if they were even going to do a second season. There was yeah. no guarantee that CW was going to pick them up. So they just didn't do anything until that CBS had to cancel them Right, you know, and then now, CW now says, their oh, production grab- schedules are right. Yeah, on now their production the schedules will be, will be clicked in, and then people will be able to to schedule all of them off in the same weeks, so that they can come back on when they're shooting for one. Yeah, and you'll know earlier the super super girl crew will know earlier that they're going to be at the Arrow set to shoot. Well, you know, it'll be whatever. one of those things where the writing team sits down and outlines the season. They can go, okay. Guys, uh, week five. Well, I don't know because those seven. those three classic CW shows, the writing between Flash, Green Arrow, and League or Legends did not feel the same at all. No, it did. I mean, the, the characters are so different in each of the. It, it was weird because it felt like Kara was the only one that was actually written the same <laughs> through all three of those other episodes. Yeah, where Cisco is just everywhere. You know, the Flash episode, he's super brooding. He's barely an Arrow because the Arrow is just an Arrow episode. Right. And then you get to the Legends one, and he it's like the last 48 hours of his life don't exist. Yeah. So hopefully, yes, it is a, it is a team. I mean, something I, I think you put together your schedule for the year, you would hope that wherever they're going to do this 90-part, you know, 90-show crossover or whatever they're doing, four <laughs> episodes, five episodes, right? that it's its own team. Yeah. Of doing it. It's just like you sit down and write five connected, big stakes, huge episodes and do it early enough that we can figure out the budget for them and we can figure out the scheduling and where everything's going to be and who needs to be where so that you can feel it kind of flow. Where this was, it was very much the Flash episode is a Flash mm-hmm. episode. It deals with Barry and and, and Cisco's uh, um, disconnect. Yeah. The Arrow episode is an Arrow episode. It was a great Arrow episode for me. It was awesome seeing some of those characters come back. Yeah. And then the Legends deals with exactly what Legends does, going back in time and picking someone out. And figure... So all those episodes were very much the episode that was, it was an where, episode where it was. Itself, yeah. Whereas I would hope that next year's crossover is something where it all feels, you know, Supergirl is in the, the Arrow cave or whatever he wants to call it after this season, whether right. he still has it or not. Uh, that she on the Supergirl episode in that time slot, she has all these characters with her in those different pieces. Yeah, Central City shows up in Legends, you know, whatever. So that that's my hope for that is that it's more connected rather than it's a handoff script. Yeah, we did our Supergirl episode. Here's five seconds. Here you Just go, Flash writers. All right, yeah. well here's where Flash is. Here you go, go. You know, that's it, it's a fun experiment for a comic book or a short story. It's a terrible ex- experiment for a, would a you, TV series. Kevin Smith is doing a lot more writing and directing, especially for Supergirl. Would you? And he's doing it for Flash too. Would you like to see him write the crossover? No. Why? Because he doesn't write big action pieces well. Mm, true. Uh, yeah. He's I a Talking Heads guy, and he's always admitted it. Yeah. 
He's a, he's a feeling guy. So, but no. yeah, we, well, you got well. That's true. He is more of a feelings guy. Yeah, yeah. I if he writes part of it, sure. But I don't want him to be the head writer for it. Yeah. All right. Anything else about the episode you, that stood out that you liked? Lisa Benoist is gorgeous. <laughs> Just oh my god. Did you like, did you like the casting of the music meister? Yeah, I think he did well. Yeah. It's not Neil Patrick Harris. So. That's what I was gonna say. Is I still would have loved Neil Patrick Harris to be in it. They have a special connection to him because that's the episode. Yes, there I'm like, oh wait, I get Batman: Brave and the Bold now. This series is amazing. Well, that's that was the first episode you showed me because I thought it yeah. was a dumb show too. I watched the first the like a couple episodes of the first season, one or two, and I started to say it was dumb, but I'm just sort of like, eh, I don't really get it. It, it wasn't my take. Yeah, yeah then after whatever you... that was, the second season or third season, I happened on the Music Meister episode, and it's just the music is great, and I'm watching it, and somewhere in it, it like hits me with a sledgehammer going. <gasps> It's like the Batman, the Batman TV show as a cartoon, except the, the difference is Batman's the only serious one. Everybody else fits into that universe of the Bat 66 TV series. But this is, I get this. This is awesome. And then to go back and watch him and go, oh, I love this so much. Well, I don't know if it was you texted me that night or like we the next time we were together. It was like you, I showed you, it to you. I brought. You were watching. I think I. You brought it for... We, Mikey uh, was yeah, here, yeah. You brought over the DVDs. Yeah, it, it was um, because I think I, I saw it in, in reruns or whatever. I yeah. mean, it was like on the second season, but it was the fourth season when I saw it on TV. Right. Yeah. So I like rushed out and bought the seasons, and I brought it here. I'm like, you have to watch this. And watching it with that nomenclature in my head of that, okay, I get it. The episode where he gets... The, the Adam Aquaman go to save him episode. Yeah. Is so perfectly like that because Aquaman is so crazy, and the Atom is the straight one in there. You don't see Batman a lot, but then you get to the point where the aliens are, you know, are fighting him. They're like, "Well, we just need to get home. We need a X twenty three jet propulsion radioactive <laughs> laser system." Oh wait, I've got that in the cave. Hold on. <laughs> he just goes and gets it and brings it to him. They have the couch. The, the pouch gag is in all the time. Every yeah. episode, you know, or so many episodes, he just pulls whatever he needs out of the pouch. That's Batman sixty six. The way that the other characters react to him is totally bad. I mean, oh my god, it was so good. It was so good. Darren Chris was fine. Go back and watch I was again. when they first announced it was Darren Chris. I thought it was Chris Colfer, right? Who was the? He was his boyfriend on on Glee. Yeah, yeah. I can't stand him. I'm sorry. He is. He's a one note actor. He's never done anything oh, right, interesting right, in his right. entire life. He's played one character. He got an Emmy for it because he played a gay character. He played himself. Yeah. Um, so when I first heard, I was like, oh, this sucks. This is terrible. And so I looked it up like, am I sure? No. Okay. Darren Chris is fine. Um, so he was he was fine. But well, it just would have been. He and, he and Grant Gustin had had, they worked together on Glee because they were yeah, well, both he worked together with He worked together with Melissa Benoist too. Yeah. Melissa Benoist is in Glee. Yeah. So. Well, no, I know. Yeah. But I mean, he worked directly. With, Mil- well, yeah, because it wasn't wasn't Grant Gustin. He was part of the, the uh, that all boys school yeah. choir. Yeah. Wasn't he gay in that in that show as well? No, I think he was the straight one. Oh, okay. He was straight, and then he was the straight man. He was straight, <laughs> but found out that uh, he was gay. <laughs> that that they had, that the the other guy was gay because he was hiding it from the, his choir team. I think, I, if I remember correctly, it's been so long. I don't even think I watched. Did you watch all of them? Yes. <laughs> Yeah, I, I couldn't tell you how many Glee episodes I've watched. I, I watched. I, watched a, I, I ended up watching a couple of them in the first season. Mostly just because, like, it was interesting to see how they did the music. Yeah. Um, I, I couldn't tell you the stories of the ones I watched. 
I saw one or two, and, and, and some of it was just funny. Like the, the, when they have the kid in the wheelchair start rapping, I'm like, okay, this is fantastic. I think they did an episode of Britney Spears that I watched Beth the Britney wanted, Spears Beth one because to see, Heather then, Morris is gorgeous, yeah. and she could play Britney Spears in a movie. Yeah, like she was so much like her. And then that's when I think we started. Now just she's watching on Dancing it. with the Stars. We just started watching it after that for you know like a season or two, and and then it was, it was probably only a season or two. I don't think it lasted that long. That was what it was. That Glee was very interesting to watch. Entertainment Weekly turn on that show so quickly. Well, because the as first they season, the first season, Entertainment Weekly, like this is the greatest thing ever. This guy can do no wrong. This is yeah. incredible. But halfway through the second season, they're like, we're not exactly sure what's going on, but it'll get better. And the end of the season, it said, we think that, um, oh God, who's the creator? Ryan Murphy. Ryan Murphy is writing the show off of Twitter. Yeah, like he's just looking through his Twitter feed and going, "Yeah, that'll work." Whizz. Yeah, that'll work too. Whizz. Oh, you got to be more gay. Sure. Whizz. Conebone sixty nine said, "Please make gay character more gay." All right, we're gonna do that. Wait, we there need we a go. lesbian couple too. Yeah, okay. like uh, all of that. Conebone sixty nine. That's the old Conan O'Brien uh, <laughs> joke about how adults need to change their their. Um, Emails from their emails, yeah. <laughs> Somehow, conebone69 at aol.com doesn't work on a professional <laughs> resume. <laughs> okay, so on that note, I think we're going to wrap things up. Uh, I know Ethan wants it? to get to Walking Dead. Are you guys still watching it? We are. We got two episodes left. Is each one four and a half hours? Probably. Yeah. Is there 90 hours in this season? <laughs> <laughs> Has anything happened? Um, Not for the last couple of episodes. <laughs> The disappointment in that voice, not for the last couple of episodes. <laughs> it's it's all set up like they're just they're just uh, it's a lot of filler out to set up. And each of those episodes is is an hour hour forty something like that. No, they haven't done an extended episode for since, two weeks, three weeks. The first the, three episodes of the seat of this no, coming back was yeah, the first three the first three episodes were extended, but everything after that has been. So you got an hour this week and what four hours next week <sighs> probably. It's like The Bachelor or The Bachelorette. Those, la- those those middle episodes that are like three hours of The Bachelor. Like, oh, my God. How can I watch this? We have hosts with the uh, same name, Chris. Mm-hmm. Okay, so on that note, we're going to wrap things up. So make sure you check us out on Facebook.com slash Nerdables. We're also on Twitter at Nerdables Show, and we are on Instagram as Nerdables. I still think we should go to AMC and pitch talking about The Talking Dead show. Like the show after the show where we analyze the Talking Dead show. Well, they made a joke on Matt TV. Matt TV did. They did it. Well, yeah, but we're like 15 minutes. We're going to forget about it. (laughs) We should actually really do it. So at this point, when Chris Hardwick was talking to Robert Kirkman on the couch and he said this, what do you think that means? You know, he has a new show now that's going to be year round. Just talking with Chris Hardwick. Yeah, and he just picks whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I know who Chris Hardwick is. I don't have to watch him all the time. It's okay. So anyways. I watched uh, Chris Hardwick when he was on Singled Out. He's the yeah. new. He's I listened to Chris Hardwick when he was on K-Rock, and he was only on for two weekends before he got hired to do something else. I remember him on Singled Out. He's the new Ryan Seacrest. No one will ever be the new Ryan Seacrest. Ryan Seacrest will not let anyone else be the new Ryan Seacrest. Everybody thought Carson Daly was going to be the new Ryan Seacrest. No, because Carson Daly has talent. Carson Daly also... was hosting before Ryan Seacrest. Oh, yeah. No, Car- Carson Daly was one of the biggest stars. TRL was so much bigger than anyone remembers. I am a tool. I am <laughs> Carson Daly, and I'm a tool. <laughs> Probably the last funny thing James Jimmy Fallon did. Um, Carson Daly was is, 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 listening to interviews with him. He's a fascinating oh, person. Oh, sure, yeah. Because 
he did, you know, he's like, I gave up so much to do TRL because I didn't like any of that music. Yeah. He, he really cared about like music, music. He did last call with Carson Daly and he like sacrificed his paycheck for the first two years to keep the show on the air because it was long form interviews and it was going to people and stuff like that. He really wanted to promote that other type of music. And always said, if you watch on new year's Eve, watch Ryan Seacrest. Oh, no, I know. And then watch Carson Daly and see which one of them is actually a good host and which one of them is a hype man and a self-promoter oh, and totally. everything. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's insane. It really yeah. is. I mean, he's – he's if, if American Idol never happens – and he wasn't the reason that American Idol was any good. No. Before American Idol, he was know, on he was on uh, 98.7, yeah. the star. Or now it's what? No, he was on Not Kiss. So. I think he was no, no, no. He would. He did Kiss long after. Kiss he wasn't Kiss after. He, when, he was when, the when afternoon the, man on on, on ninety eight point seven. No, he was the morning guy. He may have started as the afternoon, but he, he became, he became the, the morning guy. He did American Idol with with the 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 Duff man there. Yeah, or not Duff man. Oh, what was it? What was the other? Oh, the second host, yeah. the first one. He, which he, he's now yeah. season. he's now doing uh, the mornings American. on ninety eight point seven. No, he's American's Got Talent uh, in or not American British Britain's Got Talent. Anyway, so yeah, so Ryan Seacrest was then he was on American Idol and then American Idol explodes. Right, and he took over for Rick Dees when the Rick Dees robot broke. Yes, finally. I mean, Rick Dees was a robot for thirty years. <laughs> they never had anything original. He was just he's programmed. Still on the air. I think he's on like one hundred four point. Well, you know, like yeah, somebody stole the robot and they kind of fixed it. They kind of Anakin Skywalkered it and made it a little different well, and they, stripped it. They and everything. took him off, the, and then they they he still had the top forty. Countdown for a while, yeah, and then they, they had um, Ellen K still was on there at that yeah. time. Well, Ellen K, I think she stayed on just... for. Oh no, she got fired. What she, did she get she, fired? She got fired by by Ryan Seacrest's crew because that was and just then like Se- a few no years Seacrest ago. Seacrest took over for Casey Kasem for top forty. No, but Rick Dees did it for a while. But that wasn't that wasn't the the, the, was the, the Casey Dees. Kasem top forty. What the national top forty was Casey Kasem. Right. That is the one that that Ryan Seacrest now does. And then they went to the Rick D's weekly top forty. That was his like local. Mm-hmm. Was it just local? Okay. Rick D's had a Rick D's had a late night talk show. <sighs> wow. That was amazing. I still remember that because that was that was about the point in high school where I I I was allowed to like stay up late and everything. It was sort of you don't have to be in bed at a certain time. So I used to watch that on Fridays, and it was so terrible. We're talking all but, this local stuff. <laughs> yeah. People around the world are going. Well, Rick, D- Rick Dees was Rick Dees was a national. He was people. nationally syndicated. Yes, and I, and Ryan Seacrest is too. Everybody's all over Ryan the place. Seacrest. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, yeah, but he, he did. The, I remember when he did the afternoon on ninety eight point seven. When you're uh, driving mm-hmm. home and I'd hear him, and then he did do the morning and then jumped to. Yeah, they went to the, he went to the morning because you usually took your your strongest one to make to the morning. Yeah, and then I think one of the reasons he did the morning was because American Idol was yes. was taping in the afternoon evening. So well, that, he was that was doing what the morning. He, that's yeah. what he did because you remember he hustled at one point he had um, the morning show on on Kiss FM. He had an afternoon talk show that was on Fox that on was air with Ryan on on there, yeah. and then he had oh American God. Idol. Yeah, there was a one point where he had four different shows going on. Well, he wasn't was, he doing something for E also? Yeah, yes. he's producing Kim Kardashian. Yeah, he produces. Yeah, but he was, doing, no, like, he, 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 he was doing like he was doing something had, specific. He was he on an, air. He had an on air show there because uh, what's I keep wanting to say Greg Kinnear, but the 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 last guy who did it, Joel McHale, was right. always making fun of him for being so short. Yes, like you know, I was at the uh, E party and and, and but when I couldn't did, find Ryan Seacrest, and then I realized he was standing under me. Yeah, they moved his they moved his um, his morning show to Hollywood and Highland. 
because yeah. they were doing they were shooting the on air show there. You know, right there on the corner. Yeah, yeah, no, that, turned, that, yeah. You had that that they, there was a, a lot stop. of stuff. Yeah, it used to be a radio a radio thing. Is yeah. them. Uh, is it Fox Sports used to have a radio yes. thing in uh, at the Staples Center? Oh yeah, yeah, the, yeah. Um, but Fox Sports also no, not there. They had it. Uh, it was in Century City. Never mind. Fox Sports, where it is now, doesn't have anything open anymore. Right. Uh, it used to have windows open to, to different places, but um, yeah. So it, it, yeah, they used to do because Kiss FM used to do their afternoon show in that open air spot at mm-hmm. Hollywood and Highland, where you had the windows and everyone could see in. They yeah. Would, you know, do stuff like that. Where'd they get that from? TRL. Whoa. Apparently the TV just kicked on the other. All right, so so for Chris. That was TRL talk. <laughs> Carson <laughs> Carson Daly's cool. And he's he's actually he seems like a very cool dude. Yeah. Yeah. But Ryan Seacrest just seems like a tool. <laughs> so for Chris, Mikey, and Ethan, I'm already saying we'll talk to you next week.